So today we're talking about navigating politics when it comes to civil rights. So if you think this is tough as well, let me tell you, you are not alone. Welcome to the United She Stands podcast, the show that brings kindness and women into politics. I'm Ashley. And I'm Sarah. And we're two Midwestern women from Ohio who have a passion for kindness, lifting others up, and making a difference. Our experience in corporate America has taught us both to build and navigate all kinds of relationships and lead groups of people. When it comes to politics, however, there is nothing official about us. We're just two gals who want to be better educated on the U.S. government and learn how we, as women, can make an impact together. Each episode, we will bring our listeners along on our own educational journey. And we'll also share real-life experiences from women involved and impacted by politics. And we'll try to make it as fun as possible. We're so glad you're here for the ride. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. I am sitting across the desk from Ashley in person, in the flesh. And this is the first time that we have been able to do this in six weeks. This is the first time Ashley has been in the state of Ohio in six weeks. So let's give her a nice warm welcome. Yay! Ashley's Yay! Back. I'm back. A little short trip to Montana, and we're back to recording. Short trip. Six weeks. <laughs> okay. Um, yes, yeah, very happy to be back and doing podcast stuff in person. Super fun. So today, we are talking about a very hard topic, and... We just want to be straight up about how difficult it was for us to even write this outline for this episode, you know, just kind of really tugging at the heartstrings and is filled with a lot of emotion. So today we're talking about navigating politics when it comes to civil rights. So if you think this is tough as well, let me tell you, you are not alone. Yeah. So let's talk about civil rights and just give a little definition before we really dive into the episode today. Like Sarah said, this this episode is specifically about navigating politics when it comes to civil rights. So we're not talking economic policy. We're not talking foreign affairs here. Like this is specific to our human rights and liberties. Civil rights, as defined by Webster, are the non-political rights of a citizen. So in the U.S. specifically, civil rights are personal rights guaranteed and protected by the U.S. Constitution and federal laws enacted by Congress, which guarantees equal social opportunities and equal protection under the law regardless of race, religion, or other personal characteristics. So we're going to talk a little bit about why this feels so hard, specifically this topic of civil rights and how we navigate it in our personal lives and our work lives and our relationships. So Sarah, you want to jump into why this is hard? Yeah. So just down to the core, we believe these are basic rights. We shouldn't have to fight. We shouldn't have to, you know, justify the need for these rights. We believe that you know, you're born and you have these rights. That's that's kind of why it's so hard for us to wrap our brains around and even just almost comical at the fact that we're having or recording a podcast episode about this and having this talking about this on a public platform because it just seems so so much like common sense that we, you know, should just be given these rights right off the bat. But unfortunately, that is not um, always the case. Yeah, and just to be clear, because I don't know that we gave examples yet, right? Civil rights are going to be their things like the right to vote. Everyone in the state should have the right to vote. Things that, like, you know, you don't face discrimination in the workplace or really anywhere, but specifically there's laws around the workplace. So to Sarah's point, these are things that just, like, feel like they should be common sense. And it's hard sometimes to understand how we can be so divided on them. So I think the other piece of this is that politics in the past has been kind of like a taboo topic. You don't talk about it at work. You didn't talk about it around the dinner table. But in today's day and age, politics has entered the corporate world. It has entered 
corporations, you know, you see ads, you see, if you work in the corporate setting, you definitely, you know, have training and hear about it regularly. And so politics has really entered every aspect of our life. We don't get a break from it. And while that's good, in definitely some ways, it's draining. It's really mentally draining and emotionally definitely. draining at times when you don't have a break from these heavy and hard topics. Yeah. And even going on social media, it's all plastered on those platforms as well. And, you know, I am certainly one of those people that contributes to that, you know, posting my beliefs and whatnot. But social media, specifically Instagram, I feel like um, has really turned into a another way for you to voice your political opinions, which is kind of just fascinating thinking about the start of Instagram and kind of you know, I know personally, I'll be very vulnerable and say, I always tried super hard to have really cool and like the best pictures on Instagram. And now it's just turned into a much more, I guess the the spectrum is, is so much more broad now in terms of content. Yeah, you can't even like jump on and just like, what are my friends up to? It's right. like you jump on, it's like, oh, yeah, everyone's political opinion, which is funny. We're saying that because obviously we have an Instagram handle <laughs> specifically for political, um, you know, topics. But you know, I think like knowing that about our handle, you can choose to follow us or not. But anyway, the point is you don't escape this. There's right. really no escape from these hard political topics. And, and civil rights is typically, I think, those things that go around because emotions are so high. Right. And, you know, a- another reason why it's so hard for us, again, these are human rights or what we believe are, you know, common sense rights, I guess, is what we can say in, in quotes. They're not about the economy or taxes, you know. If I have to pay more taxes in a certain, you know, handful of years while someone's president, cool, fine. Like, I mean, not cool, I'll, but I'll get over it, right? But if I don't have the right to, you know, not be discriminated against in the workplace, then mm, that's not definitely not cool. And I'm definitely not going to get over that. So it, it's just, it's, you know, politics. But it still kind of blows my mind that it falls under the realm of of politics. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about why it feels so hard. And we're going to dive into kind of, I would say, like the bulk of what we really want to talk about today. And this is the ways that me and Sarah have found, you know, we can navigate these really hard topics. So today we're going to give you three tips from me and Sarah on how to navigate politics, especially when it comes to civil rights. And we're going to start with the first one. The first one is give the benefit of the doubt and always lead with empathy. So we're big Brene Brown fans here. We'll talk Brene about that Brown. in a second. <laughs> um, but, you know, just assume everyone is acting with the best of intentions and don't take others' beliefs personally. This is where I struggle a lot. Um, Brene Brown has kindly reminded me that the world does not revolve around me. What? Mind Crazy. blown. And I take everything personally i am trying very 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 hard to work on this and i definitely have improved but anyone who knows me is probably like laughing their booties off right now because they're like yes this is totally sarah but yeah just always remembering that people are coming from a good place and they're not intentionally disagreeing with you or having differing beliefs just to you know make you mad <laughs> um this is you know coming from their heart and their experiences and what they truly believe yeah and i think on this topic specifically right like that is a hard thing to do like we say that so hard and, right but we both we both have to step back and and remind ourselves that that's how we should be handling these situations i mean it's so easy to 
especially when someone puts something out there that's worded not kindly or they say something that's worded not kindly, it's easy to not assume good intent. And we're saying assume good intent. We know we are, you know, we're not naive. We understand that there will be times people don't have good intent, but it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter, honestly, in my opinion, because we should assume that even if they come across wrong or maybe they're a little bit malicious about it, like the underneath is what you should be getting at here, especially when we talk about leading with empathy. They're coming from a place of pain or hurt or frustration if they're like expressing it to you. So I think that's just something to remind yourself of. Like it's a reflection of something they're going through, not a reflection of you. And to try to see that and try to be empathetic about that. Obviously, it's something they're very passionate about as well if they're coming at you for it. So right. I think that's it's super hard to do, right? <laughs> when emotions high and someone's that emotions directed at you, you want to also emotionally react. But I think, you know, try to give the benefit of the doubt is the key point here. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you just don't know, you know, everyone's full story. You never know what this person is going through. So, you know, if you get a comment and their tone is a little off and you can, you know, hear your mother's voice in your head, like, don't use that tone with me or watch your tone. You just don't know what is going on that day, that week, that month, that year for them. You know, as I mentioned, their beliefs are probably strongly rooted in their life experiences, which are totally different than yours. So just kind of putting yourself back on your feet and realizing or just remembering that they're probably hopefully or totally acting with good intention. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I really believe most people are good. And that's, I think, what this point one really comes back to is like, we all want the best for, I think, each other and for our country. So. And really, what you can control is how you react and how you let it affect you. So if I'm sitting there, you know, thinking about this comment for the rest of the day, and this person just moves on with their lives, you know, not letting it bug them at all, you know, who's who's the real winner here? Not me, because I'm miserable. So yeah, that's just honestly great advice overall <laughs> yeah. for any anything. Yeah, and it actually segues into tip number two. Yeah, so tip number two Recognize when to walk away or steer clear of a topic. You know, as I mentioned, most opinions are really deep rooted these days and very divisive, unfortunately, when it comes to our, um, our politics and like deep rooted enough that people with certain opinions may not have been exposed to anything else in their lives that may like lead them to think differently. So that's always something that I try to keep in mind, especially coming from a very small town. It's it's something that maybe they never were exposed to or something that they have never even thought of thinking differently. Yeah. And I think like for me, when we think about this tip number two of like recognize when to walk away or steer clear, this comes for like me and where I'm at emotionally as well. So the example I'm going to give here is when the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade this past summer. I don't think I've ever been so upset by anything that's ever happened in politics than this. And same. When Roe v. Wade was overturned, I, for the first time in my life, um, and I'm privileged enough and fortunate enough that this was truly the first time in my life where I felt like something in the political arena impacted me personally. I'm at the stage of life where me and my husband are growing our family. Uh, reproductive rights are important to me. I would never willingly or want to have an abortion, but it should be my decision and it should be between me and my healthcare provider is my opinion. And so when I felt like the right to that was being taken away. And, you know, I, I know all the counter arguments like, oh, no, it was going to the states. Well, I live in a very red state um, where, you know, <laughs> it was basically being taken away when this when the Constitution no longer protected it. And so 
it was a really scary time for me. I was so angry. I was so frustrated. I was, I was like sad. And I truly felt like, you know, on, not on the fence about expanding my family, but I really felt like, should I really be living in the state I'm living in? Like when my beliefs are so different than, you know, than, than how my, I would say my political representation, you know, really is. Um, so anyway, that was kind of the first, like the example I want to use because when that happened, I knew I was not in a place where I could have a rational conversation with anyone, like anyone. It didn't almost matter. Like, unless it was somebody who was like telling me exactly what I wanted to hear, I could never have had a rational conversation. Now, months later, um, I'm still pissed off. I mean, like to Sarah's point, this feels like a basic civil right. I feel like I should be able to go to my doctor and like, if you know, something is going on between me and my husband and my doctor to figure out with my reproductive health, like that should be my opinion. But Anyway, I'm going down a rabbit hole, but my point is, <laughs> my point is, I knew at the time when this happened that I couldn't have this conversation. I couldn't have it with my dad, who is like very easy guy to have a, political conversations with. We talk politics all the time, and our views are typically different, but we always can talk politics very calmly and rationally. And I knew, like, I was going to my cabin, I think, in two weeks afterwards, and I wanted to like scream at him and be like, "This is why I was so mad about the Supreme Court appointments." So I just knew I couldn't talk to him about it at the time. And I waited. And we have talked about it since. But, you know, I think that's part of, like, knowing when to walk away. It's not just about the other person. It's also about you. And when emotions are running high, you know, it's just you're never going to have a productive conversation at that time. Yeah. No, that's a great real-life example. I certainly was not in a great state when Roe versus Wade was officially overturned. I definitely could not have a civil conversation with anyone. I, unless, you know, like Ashley said, I was talking to someone who 100% agreed with me and was telling me what I wanted to hear. So just waiting and knowing, being self-aware enough to, you know, take a breath for two weeks, three weeks, however long you need is a really great way to, you know, kind of keep your marbles in check when talking about very, very emotional topics like the civil rights. So that is definitely our recommendation. If you want to steer clear for a bit, that's cool. That is respectable. You know yourself. You know when you'll be ready to talk about it. And with that said, that doesn't mean we, should, we shouldn't extend empathy to those around us and those on the opposing side of our opinions. So this ties directly back to our first point, extending empathy and assuming the best intent. You know, if I was on the other side of this issue or a issue that I was strongly passionate about and I was having a really hard time with it, I would want someone to try to empathize with me and try to understand where I was coming from. And that is exactly what we should be trying to do. And, you know, this ties back to we are all human. The golden rule that we have heard many times, treat others the way you want to be treated. Put yourself in other shoes and just kind of keeping yourself grounded. We're going to tie it up here with our third point. So lastly, our third tip here is when appropriate, get curious. And don't just get curious, but actively listen. We're going to start first by saying political conversations are not always appropriate. We covered that a little bit in the last point. But apart from some of the emotional pieces of the last point we talked about, you know, they're not always appropriate in the workplace. They're not appropriate with people you don't have relationships with, to be fully honest. And I mean... I shouldn't say that directly, like debates happen on stage, right? And like, we know that some of that is good. But when you're getting down into the nitty gritty, I mean, you can have hard conversations when you have a good relationship. And that's, I think, what it comes down to here is like, 
when appropriate, get curious. If you're with someone that you have a good relationship with and you respect them and they respect you and you guys have a, tr- you have trust between you, it's much easier to get curious and understand where they're coming from. Otherwise, revert to tip number two and steer clear of the conversation. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, right. I mean, if you're having like a one-off with like a coworker, you barely know, like it's probably not going to end well. Like, let's just be real. And I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, but I think for us to have these hard conversations, it comes down to starting with this circle that you trust. And sometimes that can be hard because a lot of times we surround ourselves with people who think like us. Um, but not always. Uh, you know, I think, I think families are a good example. Um, especially like when it comes to generational pieces of families, a lot of times generations just are different. They think differently. They were raised in a different era. Um, but anyway, the point here is like when you can get curious, ask why someone feels that way and genuinely ask because you want to know, not because you want to like throw your opinion back at them or tell them why you think it's wrong. Ask to understand, ask questions. If you don't feel like you got it the first time, ask why again. And like I said, ask to like listen, actively listen to them, hear where they're coming from. That's really, I think, the number one thing we can do to start to bridge some of the gaps. Yeah. And don't expect to change people's mind. I know that's always kind of my stance in a debate and it's not the most healthy or most productive. So um, definitely just a good call out there and just being there for your ch- for each other, especially when a lot of these a lot of the politics nowadays are are really affecting us. For example, I am the only woman on a team of six people total. And on a larger scale within a 25 person larger team, I am one of three women. And when Roe versus Wade was overturned, it felt like people around me were walking on eggshells and you know, it it was awkward. They didn't know how to bring it up and I did have some really great coworkers and friends reach out to me and, and talk about what had happened and what's going on and whatnot. But, you know, in a large group being or being the only woman or one of the only women, it felt like the classic phrase. It was the elephant in the room and it just felt kind of uncomfortable and that people were just like being very careful around me. So that made me feel even more isolated. And so how I kind of overcame this, I reached out to another woman within my group and, and we had never talked about this. Like we were very, um, new colleagues and I was just kind of going out on the limb, but I was like, Hey, a lot's happening. I don't know where you stand, but just want to check in and see how you're doing and let you know that I'm here for you. And that honestly has sparked a really great friendship and, you know, a lot of respect from, from both ends. So that's just one way that you can, I don't even know if this really ties back to our point, but I guess actively listen, just lending an open ear, you know, kind of calling out, don't know where you stand, don't want our opposing opinions to get in the way, but hey, I'm here for you. I want you to know that I'm thinking of you. And sometimes that's all it takes for to put a smile on someone's face. And, you know, why not put a smile on someone's face? Am I right? Right. And I mean, I think it definitely ties back to like all the tips, honestly, because I mean, that's just you getting curious that you actively listening, that you extending empathy, even when you don't know what that person's beliefs are. So I think that's a really awesome example, Sarah. So I think those are our three tips. Those are our three tips. So let's wrap that up real quick. So our number one tip was give the benefit of the doubt and lead with empathy. 
Our second tip was recognize when to walk away or steer clear of a topic. And lastly, our third tip was when appropriate, get curious and actively listen. Honestly, great stuff. Am I right? And to wrap it all up, at the end of the day, I've already mentioned I'm a huge crier. So it is okay to remove yourself from the situation, log off from work, go home from work, wherever you may be, and cry it out. You know, if you are having a really tough time processing what's going on in the world, you are not alone. It is totally okay. Express your emotions however you want to express them. But whatever you do, do not bottle them up. The only way to go through things is through, straight through, not above, not under, not around. Go through it, feel everything. And it's okay to not be okay. And also really not healthy to keep everything bottled up and pretend that you're okay when you're not. So, life, right? Guys, if you haven't picked up on it, Sarah's a big feeler. I'm a huge feeler (laughs) and super passionate about mental health. It's fine. It really is. (laughs) All right. So we really are going to wrap this up with just a few more things. We want to end with some just friendly reminders as we wrap up these really heavy topics. First, like Sarah said, it's okay to feel, whether it's positive or negative emotions. You don't need to suppress them. You can feel them. You should always kindly express them or don't express them until you can kindly express them, but definitely okay to feel them. Remember to listen, take a deep breath, collect yourself, and then respond. And if that response is walking away, that is totally okay. Definitely take care of yourself first. At the end of the day, you can't be there for yourself when you're running on empty. And when it comes to work, work is work. 98% of the time, you don't get to choose your coworkers. But you do get to choose your friends and who you spend time with outside of work. So don't get overly caught up in your coworkers' opinions. I think that's a wrap for today. That's a wrap. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We appreciate you more than you know. If you appreciate us and our show, please hit the follow button and share this episode with anyone you think would enjoy it. You can also give us a follow on Instagram to stay in the know on all things United She Stands. The link is in the show notes. We'll see you next time. And remember, we We can can make make a difference in this world. One hour of technical difficulties later. (laughs) But really. (laughs) Peace. We did it.